What's going on? This is our second official episode of the No Clue Podcast. I'm Mike, I'm joined by Tyler, and I'm excited for a second episode. Yeah, we made it. Second episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of things to discuss. Yeah. A lot of new music out there. Yeah, there's a lot of new music out there. Not the, not the mainstream, not the major artists. Which is kind of a good... Uh, it's almost like know. a break. Yeah, it is a break. Yeah. Yeah, We last week we didn't discuss um, A Boogie, I just realized. So well, it dropped the day that our episode was. So. Yeah. Did you get to it? I got to it. All right. well, you want to start with music or basketball? Let's go, let's go basketball first today. Alright, so as I'm everyone saw... You know, if you're basketball fans, you saw that the draft took place, and uh, number one, a Co- couple of surprises. There's a couple of surprises. I would think so. Yeah, I think so too. But number nothing one, major. The top, the top three picks were, like you were about to say, it was just, you know the guys who were projected to be up there. Yeah, Aiton, Bagley, yeah, Doncic, yeah. Um. Then we had Jaron Jackson Jr., which is a... I, I don't know if he was a surprise, but he's kind of a draft on potential. Because he no, was, was nowhere near, you know, dominant like the other guys up there. The, well, well, my, the bright side is Memphis is going to suck for the next, like, many years. So <laughs> Yeah, unless they make some serious, serious trades. I mean, I remember before the draft, they said Parsons... You know, they were thinking about trading Parsons for the top pick. But oh, that's right, yeah. Just to get rid of Parsons. Yeah. How wild is that? Well, if you know basketball, know the NBA, you know how much he made. He, you know, that's a whole overpaid NBA players. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, that's another day. Um, so what, what was your biggest surprise? Hmm. Uh, I was surprised that the Cavs took took Sexton. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. I was I was praising him in the uh, in last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, for some reason, I just didn't see him going to the Cavs. Well, you know, they don't have a really don't have a point guard. Hill is. Shout out to George Hill. He sucks. <laughs> Yeah, he'll he'll seems like um, especially towards the end of the playoffs, it seemed very obvious that he was a temporary. They planned for him to be temporary, you know. Yep. Really didn't have a place in the offense, you know. The the trade the Doncic trade also threw me off. That threw me off as well, definitely. Yeah, I just Atlanta. so. So Atlanta gets a Doncic. No. Atlanta drafted Doncic and traded him for Trey. Yeah, so Atlanta gets Trey Burke. Trey Young. I mean Trey Young, I'm tripping. Trey Burke. Oof. 
Yeah. <laughs> Trey Young. Yeah. And was there any was there any like cash or other picks or anything, or was it just I three it was for five? Two future picks. Okay. Yeah, I be- I believe. I just I just don't see why. I don't think this helps either team. Um. Mm, yeah. <laughs> right. I see what you're saying. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like you look at Dallas, uh, they drafted Dennis Smith Jr. He, he's clearly they're gonna be like their guy for a while. Mm. Why why get a playmaker? Well, I, I think that the beauty of Doncic for others was that he's you know kind of a guy that a lot of the teams were just weren't sure what how they were gonna use him so. Maybe they they won't use him as that because he's good at a lot of at a lot of things. Yeah, I guess I see that. I don't know. But speaking of Dallas, <laughs> they ended up drafting. If they were going to use him as a playmaker, they also drafted two other point guards, Jalen Brunson and Devontae Graham. Which I'm not. I don't know if there. I don't think there was trades with them. Were there? Um, I don't believe so. I mean, those picks too, like, who cares? Actually, I think they traded for the pick for Devontae Graham. It might have been an earlier, you know, older trade, but somehow they got that pick. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not, neither one of them are better than Smith or Yogi Ferrell. Yeah, I just, Dallas, uh, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. But in the past, Dallas has been one of those teams that have had the same nucleus for a really long time. It seemed like they had the same players for, for you know, years and years. When they had Dirk, Jason Terry, and Kidd, and Harris. Harris has been there. You know, he left, and then they brought him back, and left, and brought him back. And, you know, Dirk's not going anywhere. JJ left, brought him back. Yeah, it seems like they're very loyal to their veterans. That's, I guess, that's what I'm. Yeah, to that's. Say. I, I could see that. Yeah, Marion was there for a long time. You know, um, Terry. I, I couldn't believe Terry kept playing there. <laughs> um, you know, those guys are gone now, but you know what I mean. They do stay loyal to veterans, so maybe the young guys. I can't remember the last time before Smith Jr. that there was like a rookie that they. Utilized, as I, I know they play Powell a lot, but they had Anderson, Justin Anderson. They didn't use him. Let Jay Crowder became an NBA player once he left. Right. So it seems like they're not really good at youth development. That's just not their thing. I don't know if it's a organization thing or a coaching thing. I don't know if it's Carlisle or Cuban or whatever. But it seems like they're really they really go for veterans over youth. So maybe they're looking to trade these guys. Maybe it's just maybe the trade they did to get more picks was just to get off a contract. I don't know. Yeah, um, it's interesting, but I think they definitely had the worst draft. You said they definitely had the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Memphis was pretty bad. 
They're they're low on the list because they did nothing. <laughs> Jackson, who's the best player on Memphis in your opinion right now? I mean Conley when he's healthy or Ty- Tyreek Evans. Wait, is Gasol not on there anymore? <laughs> he's on there, <laughs> but he was garbage this past year. Oh, this year, but who really is the best on the team though? I guess Marcus All. Right. So they drafted a center. <laughs> That's the part I didn't understand. They're getting ready to get rid of Gasol, I'm sure. Yeah, I guess so. They let Randolph go, which was a shock too. So maybe, maybe that's what it is. Golden State picks up another shooter in Gary Trent Jr. Um, wow. You know, they said he was top three shooters in the draft. So of course. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the Warriors' latest draft picks have been fucking awkward. Well, Bell was a good pick for them. Okay, Bell, but besides Patrick McCaw. <laughs> it's weird that Patrick McCaw played a totally different position than he plays now. You know, he was like a... They made him out to be like a big point guard in college. He went to... where did he, he went to Nevada or UNLV. I don't know, but yeah, he does not look like a point guard. I never got to see him play in college, but in the NBA, he does not look like a point guard. Right, yeah. They played him at point in college, so I guess you know they thought that's how it was going to be. Um, yeah, it was interesting, though. Very interesting. Interesting draft. Uh, it was very interesting to see, um, of course, uh, Porter slip down. Yeah, that was the next surprising thing I was going to mention. Yeah, very, very surprising. The self-proclaimed best offensive player in the draft. Oh, he said that? (laughs) Yep. Well, do you disagree? I already don't like him because he specifically said offensive. (laughs) It's like, so if he gets torched by scrubs, well, he never said he's a defensive player, you know. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I guess he's just—he's just saying he's not the best defensive player, <laughs> but he thinks he's the best. Oh, I'm sorry, the most gifted offensive player. Almost gifted. I'll give him that. His size and his jumper—he's the most gifted. Most gifted for getting hurt too. Right. But you know. That's why. That's probably why he slipped. Like I, I said it before, but the back back injuries are no joke. That's probably the most, the most difficult thing to get over. Yeah, it is. They said they did say. You know, they said that although the reports were okay at first draft time, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the teams were hesitant. So, um, you know, they passed on him. The Knicks got Kevin Knox. Yeah, what are you, What are your thoughts? Um, we never really mentioned any of the Kentucky guys. Yeah, we didn't because Kentucky was so bad this year, record-wise. You know, they they had as maybe not as good of a recruiting class, but they still had the number one recruiting class, I think, right? Uh, I'm pretty yeah. certain. I'm pretty certain they did. Yeah, and um, you know, they had the worst, you know, one of the worst records they've had since Calipari's been there. 
which is interesting. Yeah, I just don't. The thing, the thing with him is like his coaching skill is not that good. So right, he's he's a recruiter. That's his game. Yep. And the thing is, he he tries to difference with Calipari and Patino and Roy Williams and you know the other guys that are supposed to be in his league. Of you know, in on his level of coaching, Coach K, uh, Coach K is a little bit like Calipari in that they just draft guys and then, I mean not draft, but they recruit guys and then figure out how to use them once they already like get to college. Right. Like I, I think Patino was good, and Izzo, and um Roy, they look at guys in college and say, well, I mean in high school they look at guys in high school and say, well, how will I use him? And then they recruit according to that. And they say, well, I don't need someone like that, so I'm not going to recruit him. But Calipari says, oh, I got two of those. I'll just recruit another one. He's good. Because he's the best at what he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even even if he has the best shooter already, he'll say, oh, he's a good shooter too. I'll just get him too. And just tries to get all the best players. And then they don't really, you know, they're not all puzzle pieces. They're just all good, you know, good players. Yeah, so I, mismatched I puzzle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they don't fit into a good masterpiece like the things. Patino will have a better record with a very much less talented team than Calipari because he gets he only gets pieces. Same thing with Roy. Roy gets pieces, and um, Wright is another guy who does that very well. Gets pieces. Yeah, all well, that's the difference. I mean, you got to be a real basketball player to see the difference. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, with the Knicks, uh, for you Knicks fans out there, I think Knox is a decent pick. You know, I don't know how quick he helps us, and I don't know if he's like an instant relief from the problem of the Knicks. I feel like they're going to tank this year anyway. Talking about Porzingis sitting out the whole year, I don't know if that's true, but there's rumors. Um... Yeah, I think if not. Are you serious? Yeah, they said that. They said Porzingis may redshirt this year. You know, in quotations. So for another year down the drain, Knicks franchise. <laughs> Obviously, that's gonna be a mess, right? Unless we make a blockbuster trade, and then maybe he comes back. If we're good, he comes back for the playoffs. I don't know, but I, I really think he's gonna sit out. I think they're gonna try. To go for free agents next year, which is crazy. All the things that could happen in a year, but I think if Knox comes, Porzingis is out. We don't know what our roster looks like. Hopefully, we don't have Kyle O'Quinn. Um, I think he could come in and get some good minutes and get some good game time. He probably, maybe he can get good before the season. You know, before it's time. For Porzingis to come back and before we actually need him to make a run. So, so y'all basically saying fuck uh, Nidla Kina? Oh yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> he's terrible. One year, that's all he gets. He's terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I've watched. I've watched every Nick game I could watch, and I don't know one thing Nidla Kina is good at. He doesn't play good defense. I mean, he gets some steals every once in a while, but that's not good defense necessarily. You know, he's just long. I think a lot of the other guards who, 
you know, the veteran guards who haven't seen Neil Aquino before, when he came in, he was just, you know, he has long arms, he's quick, but, you know, after you play somebody twice, it's that's over with, you know? Right. So, I, I don't think that that's going to be a factor again. <laughs> His defense. I think it's, it, people are just going to say, oh, I know what he does, and that's it. You know, he's not one of those Patrick Beverly guys that Makes an impact. Yeah. That, okay. There's nothing you can do about his defense. So that was a good pick, huh? Huh? That was a good pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, so who who do you think made the best uh, impact to their team? With the draft? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good question. Best impact... I would say the Clippers had a decent draft. The Clippers got Bridges and Robinson. They got uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander. Oh, yeah, they traded Bridges for Alexander. That's right, yeah. Jerome Robinson. Mm-hmm. And I don't got round two in front of me, but I swear I thought they had one more. Well, I guess not. Didn't have, oh yeah, I guess not. They probably had a couple picks in the second round. I thought they just added guys who could they they can give opportunities to who could step in and help out. Yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> I have I won't say a hot take, but I think I don't think the Grizzlies did they did bad. The Grizzlies did do bad. I'm tripping. I thought they did okay. (laughs) Would you look at it and change your mind? Yeah, because I I think the um, I think they made a trade for a pick, maybe. I think one of the sleepers, one of my sleepers, is Javon Carter. He went in the oh West Virginia. Yes. Yes. You mean the bald one? Yeah, the bald one. Dude, sleepers for what? I'm not saying he's going to be great, but I think he's a Patrick Beverly-esque guy. I think, I'm not saying he's going to be that right away, because I don't think he will be right away. But he's a good scorer. He's very, very tough. Plays really good defense. You know, plays very physical defense, because the defense he played in college, like, for instance, if you watch the game when they played um, Oklahoma and playing Trey, he couldn't be as physical on Trey as he could in the NBA. You know, the what stuff he did in college, you know, he would get called for more than the NBA. Okay. Because guys are going to be bigger and stronger, and they just don't do those same, you know, Trey only weighs 140 pounds. But you right. know, he's going to be playing against men, grown men. I think I think he's his defense is going to translate better in the NBA than it was in college because he's very physical. And I, he's just a tough scorer. He's fearless, fearless scorer. I think Grizzlies have... The Grizzlies have some good pieces, some good future pieces. If they can get rid of Chandler Parsons, they have Brooks, that was a rookie this year, who blossomed towards the end of the season. Um, and I'm saying this because I get the Grizzly games local. Cause, oh, yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, so I watched a lot of the end, end of the year games. 
and the young guys that came in, they played they played pretty good. You know, Selden did get a couple minutes at the end. Um, well, I'm a fan of Selden. Yeah, and, and um, what's the Deontay Davis? I think it is the other guy they have. Big man, but he he played he played good too. That I think they have some guys. I think if they if Conley Jr. could get healthy, I think they could be okay. I yeah, I agree. I think if they because he's he's one of those guys who like doesn't look like he's doing much, but he's just like the offense is a little more smooth because he's there. Yeah. You know, you you have a leader who's like consistent. Who keeps you like engaged in the game? You got a guy who'll play defense. So I, I, I think Conley could steady the young guys to to. Uh, I'm not gonna say a playoff team, but maybe like a 30 win team. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Which, which considering what they are, what they're doing right now, that'll be a like a positive next season. Right, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, how do you feel about? Grayson Allen going to the Jazz. That's interesting. The two the two ones that caught my eye are uh, Divincenzo going to Milwaukee mm-hmm. and and Grayson Allen going to um, Utah. Right. The Grayson Allen thing is nice because if he could if he could get out there and he could hold his own on defense, I think he could help them without tripping people. Without doing, I'm gonna assume he's not gonna do nothing crazy. Yo, if he trips somebody in the NBA, <laughs> he's out of there. It's over for him. They go find the, the fuck twins. out of him. Let him trip one of the Morris twins. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, so um, I agree. I totally agree. With but you just now. the only problem is he was so inconsistent. Yeah. That I don't know if he's really a good shooter or if he's a consistent, you know, play. Like, if he could just give me that knockdown shot and that, you know, slashing. Occasionally he'll make a play. You know, he'll get up there. He's kind of athletic. Maybe he'll give me a dunk. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I, I think the Jazz play the perfect type of game for him. Because I think when you, got, when you have... A penetrator like um, Donovan Mitchell, who can penetrate, and he gets guys like um, Ingles wide open shots. I mean, yeah. Ingles sometimes has so much time. I think to get a shot off. I Allen, think Rubio and um, Mitchell are kind of a perfect pairing. Yeah, they are. So, and if if this guy could come in there, uh, he can play two. He's what? What's his uh, six five? Yeah, I think so. Six, I'll stick. I'll probably stick to who? Who backed up Mitchell this year? <laughs> um, Royce O'Neal. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got an open spot. <laughs> Grayson, get out there, get stops, hit shots, move the ball. That's it. And they they played Exum at the two sometimes. Just a little bit. Yeah, so the they they're looking for someone. Yeah, and I I don't think he's gonna get like a lot of minutes, but I, I definitely think he he can fit because he can hit the spot up, and then let him and you know let him and Mitchell have a break together. Oh my god, <laughs> you know the way Mitchell gets breaks, 
he's a good guy. He can get the same breaks that Mitchell gets. I mean, obviously he's not going to do the same things Mitchell does, but I think they'll have a good um, fast break game. With I don't know though, man. He um he improved so much like over his four years at Duke mm-hmm. that um it's going to be interesting to see how his game progresses. Another question for you. Um, how do you? What do you think Lonnie Walker, the fourth, is going to do on the Spurs? You think they're going to give him any play? You think he's going to get a chance, shot? If he could, if he could get out there and move the ball, get stops, yeah. Yeah, Spurs are another team that don't always, you know, use their rookies. There was a time where Spurs just just drafted, like on technicality, like. They did nothing with the picks for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think he can help, man. I think he's a long wing, like a Kawhi-like type wing. Yeah. That could that could impact the game defensively, and if he can hit open shots, which I'm pretty sure he can. Yeah. If he could do that, he'll be fine. I I, I think that um, I wonder if. The way he played was very aggressive in college. I wonder if that will translate to the Spurs because they're not really an aggressive team when it comes to, well, just anything. One-on-one offense, that's his game. I wonder how that's going to translate. I think he's, um, you know, he's a good scorer, very good scorer. I think he's a little bit better of a scorer than Kawhi was at first. And they need that. Yeah, they do, yeah. They need, like... Like, what they're missing with a guy like Danny Green is, yeah, he, he could do his role, but he can't step outside his role at all. Right. Like, Joe Ingles, Joe Ingles is a 3 and D guy, but when Donovan Mitchell's not doing it, you know, he's not out there, or, and Rubio's not out there, they gave him the ball, he made some things happen, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I expect out of a quality guard. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see if they get Rudy again. Rudy Didn't he? He declined, that. right? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, you I'm see sure. him, uh, you see videos of him hooping in the Puma shoe? That <laughs> no, shit like I, garbage I as fuck. They're ugly? I mean, it's Puma. They Like, every time I see their logo, I think cleats. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Usain Bolt every time I see him. You know, I see the Jamaican colors and everything. <laughs> yeah, man, I just they just don't seem right for basketball shoes. But I don't know, man. If they if they drop some some vicious, I'll I'll swallow my words. All right. So next question, um, Bamba. What do you think, Bamba? To went to Orlando. Yeah. I I don't know, man. Necessary. The way the way they talk about him, it's like another Tyson Chandler. Tyson won Defensive Player of the Year one year. But like the way the league is moving now, it's just guys like that can't have as much of an impact as they used to. Yeah, I, I think he's a, I think he's gonna be a late bloomer, Bamba. I think he, you know, like Capella got like good, all of a sudden like now, <laughs> last year. I I, that wouldn't surprise me. Bamba might maybe like that, but he has to have a good team. Because if Harden wasn't there, what would Capella be doing right now? Like ten and five. 
Maybe. Who would be passing it to him? I don't know. <laughs> right. I, I think Gerald Green, Eric Gordon. And if Harden wasn't there, Gerald Green would still be at home playing one-on-one with his dog. <laughs> so I think, um, I think that Bamba will be one of those guys who needs to play off of another good guard because Capella gets open because of Harden. Because you want a seven front of Harden, you don't want to foul, you want to back up seven front, and then if you if you come all the way over, it's a live city. It's a Capella all day. Yeah, I mean, eight out of Capella's ten or twelve points a game are alley oops. You know, six I think eight. another guard can do that to an extent, not to like as good of an extent, but so he'll but still get you six to guard, ten points. Another guard could do that with Capella, but I'm saying for Bamba. He would need someone that good to get that good that quick. That's what I mean. Like, Look, if he could catch the ball, he'll be okay. Augustine is not going to get Bamba to Capella's stature. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's... Start point at the Magic. As much as I... And I like Augustine. <laughs> but he's so not do gonna I. be the guy for Bamba for his development. I don't think. Maybe, though. We'll see. As with everyone in this draft. Um, Bagley to the Kings. What do you think? I don't know, man. I just... The Kings... Who else they got over there? Buddy Healed. Fox. Darren Fox. Uh, the Bogdanovich dude. Kali Stein. Yeah, Kali Stein. He's he's cheeks, though. (laughs) Um, yeah, man. I, I think... I think he could step in and help them out. I think so, too. I think they're going to win some games, surprise some teams. Yeah, I think they're going to start it off hot, like, you know, a couple teams do every year. Like Orlando did this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Orlando, Detroit did that. Um, Who's coaching the Kings? I don't know. I want to say, incorrectly, Dave Yeager. I'm not. I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, but I I might be right. Yeah, you might be right. Um, well, yeah, I think that's a, um. I th- I'm just happy that he gets he gets he's gonna have like two to three years to really prove whether he can play or not. <laughs> Where he's not gonna come in there and, I mean, Buddy Heald's still getting a shot. It's like three four years in. But Buddy's doing good for them. I mean, he's not like a, he's not the star, he's not going to be a star of a team, but he's getting his percentage of points for them. Okay. He's their, unfortunately, he's their best all-around scorer. <laughs> That's the, <laughs> sad to say that. Very unfortunate. That's the truth, though. Yeah, he's their best all-around scorer. Fox is, Fox had a really good year, too. Fox did good for, you know, for the team he's on. He's on the worst Probably the worst team out of all the rookies. Yeah. Right? I would say so. I mean, obviously not every rookie, but out of all the rookies that were supposed to be really good, he was on the worst team. Um, and he had a good season. You know, they got rid of Hill because they were confident in his game. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think he could help. I do. I I wouldn't be surprised if they started like ten and five or something. Yeah, yeah. 
and early on they'll be in the playoff hunt. Yeah, yeah. What about um Aiton? You think he's instant help for the Suns? I think he's instant help for Devin Booker. Yeah. And, and um if Chandler's still with the Suns, I think Chandler is a good mentor for Aiton. Yeah. I definitely think uh, if he like uh, everything I read about Aiton says that he you know he has good hands. He's got a good touch around the rim. If he could show that in the NBA with his size, um, I think he'll be solid. Yeah. Um, so you said trade to Atlanta. That's it's not going to help. What is, I mean, I, sw- I thought they liked Dennis Schroeder. But Dennis Schroeder recently demanded to be traded. <sighs> Did he really do that? Yes. Wow, he's garbage. Yeah, he, um, he demanded, and then I, I guess he came back and said that he was okay. But you know, at first he said he wanted, he demanded to be traded to Indiana specifically. He said that. Um. So, uh, but then I guess he recanted. You know, he took that back and said, "No, I'm okay. I'm good." Because no other <laughs> team really wanted him. But then, um, you know, I, I, I feel like they'll keep him in Trey for a while, beginning of the year, and then when they find a home for Schroeder. You know, I think they'll see how good Trey is. If Trey can do it, they'll keep him. If not, you know, they, all, they have other guys, Delaney and Tyler Dorsey down there, had decent seasons. Um, I think they'll say. I like the, uh, the wing they have. Which one? Um... The man, one of the manimals. Oh, um. Torian Prince. Prince, yeah, Prince, yeah. He he kind of does everything, like two, three, four. He's, he's a versatile guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they have some guys, but I think as far as the guards go, I think they'll play them together, kind of like Hill and Fox. Oof. And then mm. it, they'll see, not at the same time on the court, but I'm saying they'll keep them and say, well, if Trey can do this. We can get rid of Schroeder and just use Trey, like. like but I'm scared. I'm scared because Atlanta is so bad, and they are. Yeah. Uh, because they're so bad, defenses are gonna like kind of load up on Trey, and he's not gonna have an opportunity to get off. Yeah. And then people will look at that and think, oh, maybe he just he's not that good. Yeah, but that'd be up to um, what's the Lloyd Pierce. That would be up to Pierce. Yeah. And my issue with that, it's like a big man gets the benefit of the doubt. He gets like a few years, right. while guards oftentimes get a year or two. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Granted, there's a fuck ton of guards out there, but... Yeah, because new guards, new really good guards come in every year. It, big men aren't, you know, aren't good every single year. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so we'll, I guess we'll see about that. They trade Schroeder, and they have um, Trey. I hope Trey does well. Trey is probably my favorite player in the draft, but you know, I think he has the hardest time coming in this year. But it's an easy transition because his team was pretty bad in college, so he has another bad team, a different kind of bad. But you know, I, I think he knows how to work with that. He may carry him. He may come out Brandon Jennings style. 
Wow, 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 wow. He might. Hopefully he doesn't go out like Brandon Jennings. <laughs> we never know. Last, My last one is... This is my biggest sleeper. Now that the draft has passed, and I can look at them, look at the picks. Um, and you can look at the picks. Who, who's... Give me a couple sleepers, two or three. More than one for sure, though. Uh, I, I honestly, and I'm, I wasn't really a fan, but I think DiVincenzo can help out Milwaukee a little bit. Yeah. In what way? Uh, he gives them somebody who can spread the floor. Yeah. But somebody who's like not, st- not stupid. Right. His IQ is very good. His. Yeah, I don't. He he's gonna get in there, and he's gonna be a rookie, so he's not gonna like force it. He'll just hit. He'll be. He. They need. I know he's like a point guard, but they need to find a way to not play Tony Snell. And I think this pick allows them to do that. I agree with that. And so at the worst case scenario, he averages four points, whereas Tony Snell started and averaged like two. At least in the playoffs. But. So that's your number one. You got another one? Another one. I'm, I'm interested to see what Aaron Holiday will look like for the Pacers. That was one of mine, too. I think um, Collison is the perfect mentor for Holiday. Yeah. Definitely. I, I think Holiday, he's smaller, but I think he has more, like, basketball skill than Collison because Collison is really fast you know but you know Collison gets open and hits just open shots but I think Holiday is very good at making it creating his own shot and I don't think Collison had that when he first came in the league yeah that's what I was saying I, I think Collison was a late I mean Collison's still like finding his his niche yeah. In the league. Yeah. Uh, but I also think uh, Miles Bridges for Charlotte can help him out. Another very, very... That's what I was going to say, too. That was going to be my number one was Bridges. I think Bridges definitely can make an impact on him. And I'm going to hope there's one more, and that is at number 15. Shout out to Troy Brown. I hope you're already putting in work. Because, you know, you got to help bring us a championship, buddy. <laughs> Troy Brown. Good good luck, DC. <laughs> Explain the fit to me, can you? <laughs> I cannot. I didn't watch Oregon a single time this year. I, I don't know. From what, from what they're, like, writing about him, I think it's a mistake. Yeah, I don't know what he does to help you guys. And this, again, for the listeners, real quick, we're not trying to offend anyone, anybody we talk about. No, know, of course not. These are just, just our opinions, and we have no clue. So it's all yeah, all opinions. We're just saying what's on our mind. So when it comes to Troy Brown Jr., I don't know how he helps the Wizards at all. Maybe they're not looking for help. I don't know. He can't he's not a very good shooter. He's just kind of an athlete. You know, he just runs the floor. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I 
I thought Kelly Oubre was for that role. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see. Maybe maybe he's one of those, uh, the transition, maybe college wasn't his, his comfort zone. <laughs> I can only hope. I hope so, too. You guys. Um, I have one other uh, interest, and that's, what about Mo Wagner for uh, the Lakers? That's the the Michigan guy? Yeah. I don't like it. No? He's he couldn't he can't move. Yeah, he's he's laterally pretty slow. Yeah. And that's my thing. And they got him from the Cavs. They got that pick from the Cavs? I believe so. Yeah, maybe. But um yeah, he just he can't move, so he's gonna get torched. But if he can hit shots, mm-hmm. I think he'll he could stick around. Yeah. Lastly, with the draft, how if Michael Porter Jr. is healthy, is he the best? Does he have the highest potential in the draft if he's healthy? I'm gonna say yeah. I think so, so. It's just the, that big, like, guard size thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's becoming, like, a huge, huge need. Mm-hmm. And the, the stretch four is probably now is, like, the most important position in basketball all of a sudden. Yeah. Because you guys, because you got guys like um, P.J. Tucker playing power forward. You got... Draymond playing center. You got, you know, Love playing center. Jeff Green playing power forward. Um, uh, Morris playing power forward. You got these guys who, although many are inconsistent, are good, you know, wing players and also good shooters. So you need a guy like Porter to step out there and play defense on him and to be able to play that role offensively um and nuggets just add another shooter to their you know poor man's you know three-point arsenal yeah that's (laughs) that's i like it Uh, but they're they're close man i think they're close to getting really good yeah I, i think maybe one one more player makes a leap and you know comes out there I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody from Denver that's looking for a... Come on, Jamal Murray. It's your time to shine, baby. Yeah. Murray's the real deal, too. Gary Gary Harris, I'm, I'm on the lookout. Yeah. Yeah. When those guys get hot, man. Mm. So, what team do we give the top... Uh, what team do we give the top grade in the draft to? Top grade. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's that's tough. I just I, I'm I'm not really familiar with a lot of these second round picks, so I, I I can't. I really like Utah picking up uh, Grayson Allen. Mm, okay. 
It's not. It's not even like it's not the fact that it's Grayson Allen. It's that with they got him with this twenty first pick. Mm, I got you. Yeah. So. And actually, Gary Trent got traded to Portland, I think, on draft night. Uh oh, Shabazz! Here, somebody's coming for your spot. <laughs> Don't disrespect Shabazz. <laughs> Fair enough. But that's it. Right now, at least. I don't know how good that Anthony Simons kid is that Portland got. Never seen him before. Yeah, me neither. I I I don't even think uh, he's out of high school at IMG. Oh, oh, last one, last one. Um, What about uh, Wendell Carter Jr. for the Bulls? Yeah, I was just looking at that. The Bulls kind of already had a good... um, you know, a good big man nuclear. You know, young big man. Marketing is good. Mark- Lo- yeah. Lopez Portis is serviceable. Yeah, Portis is knocking teammates out. <laughs> but um, Portis actually played pretty well. Yeah, you know, yeah, Portis is good. Yeah, Marken- uh, Marketing and Portis. They're yeah, they're on point. Well. And I'm starting. I'm I was slowly turning around on um. Uh, what's his name? Chris Dunn. Yeah, yeah. He 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 does have that Patrick Beverly thing going for him. Yeah, he's just well, I think I don't I don't know about Patrick Beverly. I think he's he's so much more uh, offensively threatening than Beverly. I think he's so fast and he you know he goes to the hoop so recklessly. recklessly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. That's better than never. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've ever seen Patrick Beverly <laughs> shoot. Hey, I think he got a floater too. But anyway, we're getting off track. Wendell Carter. I think. I think he's okay, man. I. I, I didn't really pay attention to Duke, and when I did, I didn't notice him. You know. Yeah, he, he was just kind of their spot up shooter. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, not, not Carter. Carter was just kind of a alley oop guy. Yeah. Strong rebounder. That's something. Yeah. He's. He's 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 good. I don't know. And I mean, it's yeah. not like Chicago. There's not going to be any pressure on him to be great, you know. Right. That's. I think that's very important for him because he kind of his attitude wasn't. I don't think the best in um. You know, in college this year. Yeah. But um. You know, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think that's it. That uh, for the draft, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, well, this draft is kind of uneventful. Yeah. None of these, like, I just don't see any of these guys uh, taking over the league. Uh, yeah, I, I don't either. And the thing is, I think that the only players I see with potential to take over the league is Bagley and Doncic and that's super best case scenario for both of them I'm not saying that I think they will take over the league I'm just strictly saying potential I think that they both could be all stars I don't, I don't really even see many all stars in this not at all Porter, Porter could be very very good but I don't see I don't see all star to me you know 
I just, I just don't. Not yet. Not for my eyes. I don't blame you. And, and you know, maybe that's the only. Maybe that's because he only played like four games this year. You know. Right. Um. We'll see after after he gets into the rookie season. Um. Some notable. Moving on from the draft, some notable undrafted players. If you listened last week, my sleeper pick went undrafted. Number one ranked undrafted, though, Malik Newman. He um, got a two-way contract with the Lakers, so, you know, we'll see him summer league. Um, he's going to get a shot with the Lakers. Um, no, another one is uh, Alonzo Trayer, one of my old close friends. Somehow, the Knicks, uh, Knicks gave him a two-way contract. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I'm happy for you, Alonzo, out there, but yeah. <laughs> um, Trayvon Duvall, who um, I believe was top five ranked point guards coming in this freshman class. Um, he also did not get drafted out of Duke. Um, he got a Rockets summer league deal. Um, so I guess we'll see. That's what they had to do, man. If it was those guys and I, I didn't get drafted and I quickly got the opportunity to show something, I'd be happy about that. Say it again? If I if I had the chance, you know, if I was in their case and I didn't get drafted, I'd be happy just to be getting the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um... Oh, another notable undrafted is Theo Pinson. For you Carolina <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Why is he notable? Huh? Why is he notable? <laughs> he got a two-way Nets contract. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Theo got like, signed. Say it again? Theo got yeah. Wow, I'm shook. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, what do you think about the notable undrafted? Well, nothing, man. Like I just, like I said, none of these guys jumped uh, off the page for me. I'm curious to see what 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 Nathan's gonna look like and how how long. Hold on, hold on one second. Real quick. So wrong with the audio? Yeah, with yours. I don't I don't know. I, I, can you hear yourself? Yeah. I mean I can't I can't hear an echo. Alright. Is is that any better? Yeah, that's better. I moved the volume up a little bit. Yeah. Um so my last uh last NBA topic. Um, we're approaching an hour is uh, Dwight Howard attempting to get a buyout right seeking a buyout um, what's next for him what do you think that is I don't know man I just I'm, I'm tired of him 
Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, dude, he just goes from team to team. He gets good numbers, but like they suck with him. So I don't know, man. Dwight, maybe it's time to retire. <laughs> I mean, if the fucking Nets don't want you, who does? Well, who do you think? Um, who do you think started the buyout talks? Him or? You, you think he did or the Nets? The Nets did? I feel like it's the Nets, man. I think he'll just be happy to be playing for that big-ass contract. <laughs> right. Well, you take the money and run. Mello, Mello just opted in recently. Oh, yeah. Um, real quick, before we get... We will get to Mello, but... Do you think that Dwight... Well... LeBron is going to try to seek DeAndre Jordan in free agency. This is a this is reported by ESPN. LeBron says so. He wants to play with DeAndre. Okay. If if he cannot get DeAndre, let's say DeAndre wants too much or DeAndre gets a better deal, DeAndre goes and plays with CP and Harden, which I don't know why he would play with Capella. That doesn't I don't know what that would what would happen there. Um is Dwight a good second option for the kind of, you know, the DeAndre-ish player that LeBron wants? No. <laughs> Is there a good second option? For LeBron? Yeah, if LeBron wanted DeAndre and he can't get DeAndre, what would be his next best bet? His next best In terms of like big men, yeah, yeah. Whew. Shoot, eh? Maybe Mark Gasol. Because <laughs> I guess he said he wanted a rim defender and a bigger body than Tristan. Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then in Tristan, obviously you get the drama. Now you get the Kardashian drama. You get the contract drama. Um, then you get to him not playing well, getting benched, come back, playing like a superstar all of a sudden. Uh, you know, I guess he, he really wants DeAndre for some reason, but DeAndre likes money a lot. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And at the same time, I don't know, man. I just hope... I, I can't see how LeBron's going to scoop anybody like that. Anybody as good as DeAndre? Yeah. Why is that? Cleveland sucks <laughs> as a place to live? Yeah. No I, don't think, I don't think they have that much cap space. Well, if LeBron opts out and takes less money, they will. Which, he's already like kind of taking less money, so do you really expect him to? LeBron wants to win another championship. He's gonna have to take less money. I think he knows that. Cause, you know, I think it's gonna come down to what does he want, money or ring? Cause he could take more money and go play for Orlando. They're not gonna win anything, but they'll give him as much money as they can give him. You know what I mean? I think he'll. I think he'll. Uh, he has to at least. Give the illusion that he'll compete for one. Right. So I, I think that, um, you know, but if him going to Houston, he's there's no way he can afford. 
they can afford him at the same amount of money he makes now. Yeah, I mean... I'm saying the teams that he wants to go to, other than the Lakers, 76ers probably can't afford him right now, but they're giving J.J. It depends on what they give J.J. next year. They give him another $25 million or whatever they gave him. <laughs> 18 Yeah, whatever. If they give him $20 million, you think they can afford LeBron? Is it worth it? <laughs> worth giving J.J. that money? No, sir. They easily could just get LeBron and probably get Corver to play free if they <laughs> <laughs> with that <laughs> Bell and Ellie you know, yeah give him a little bit extra money mm-hmm. um, yeah so we'll see what LeBron does and we'll see what Dwight does I, I think Dwight is going to go to Cleveland that's my call right now that's my early early call I think Dwight's going to play with LeBron next year may, may not be in Cleveland but I think Le- LeBron and Dwight will be on the same team next year. Okay, that's interesting. Um, now Melo. <clears throat> Stay Melo. Um, what is he going to do <laughs> for the Thunder? <laughs> <laughs> Take their money. What do you mean? <laughs> is he going to start? Probably. Are they going to keep Paul George? I would assume not. If they do keep Paul George, do they get better or worse than last year? I think they get better. Because Roberson will come back too? Yeah, and I just think they'll have another year to like figure some things out. That's what, that's what I, I think oftentimes is like you expect it to be successful the first year. And everybody's telling Paul George to leave because, you know, the Thunder got bounced in the first round. But to be honest, if he had played a little better, they probably wouldn't have. And granted, Melo, I I don't think Melo can play any worse. (laughs) And let me tell you why. Like, you you laugh implying that he can. No, I'm laughing because it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Mellow Mello has come a long way. but I agree. He played worse there than I've ever seen Mello play. If he doesn't he was probably better at high school than he was at OKC last year. Uh, Syracuse Mello would give Dunder Mello 50. <laughs> anyway, this is this is my like mindset looking. And I, I assume he, he has, like he says, you know, I ain't coming off the bench. I ain't taking less money. But at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure he's, you know, self-aware. Where he could take a look and say, you know what, man? I, I'm going to continue to cut down on the ISOs. Maybe, like, maybe limit the ISOs when you actually have it going. Right. Don't, oh, I'm shooting poorly. Let me ISO and take a difficult shot to get back on track. Like no, that's that's not that's part of the problem for me with him. Right. Is he he's getting to the point where he can't really get easy shots anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's got to play off somebody. Yeah. And I honestly thought as the year progressed, Mello in small increments got better. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. His numbers probably continue to drop. But I thought, um, I thought he was figuring out his role better as like towards the end of the year. 
Now, the problem with in the playoffs is he just couldn't hit shit. Right. And that's that's one of the, like, it's tough not to overanalyze that, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, I've seen plenty of guys have off nights, off series. Yeah. So it's like, I, I trust that Melo will come back and and reevaluate what he does and like how he's gonna go from there. Okay. He might as well, you know. Yeah. Does he still have a no trade clause? I I I, mean, I think so. Well, I I think that um, worst case scenario, Melo comes back and just asks to be traded. And, and gets to choose where he wants to go because he'll still make the same money. I think, you know, that could be... But who's taking Melo at that point? I could... I'm sure some teams will take him. Like? It depends, depends with the price. I mean, it depends, you know, what the Thunder want for him. But I think that, you know... You know... I think some teams would give up some trash for Melo. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. It just hurts, man. I miss I miss, I like Carmelo a lot in the late two thousands. You wouldn't give Batum for Melo? Mm. Right now. Like I get it, but it's like why would two teams make a trade that where both of them get worse? If Melo demands to be traded, they're going to trade him, no matter what it does to either team, you know? I can't, I can't picture it. Well, I mean, <laughs> the Knicks sure didn't get better by letting Melo go to the Thunder. Well, the Knicks were headed downhill with him. He wasn't, I have no problem with the fact that they parted ways with him. Only because he demanded to. But I, I'm just saying, when he demands it, they're gonna do it. Whether you know, however they have to do it, they they'll do it. Just like Knicks did. And um, it'll be unfortunate for somebody. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be for the Thunder or wherever he goes. Somebody Both. Short end of the stick. Probably the other team because at least the Thunder will get rid of that dumbass contract. Um, yeah, I, I think as much as LeBron is the big deal free agency, I think that because Paul George isn't such a uh, like team changer, I think that his move will be very impactful. Not impactful on the team, but impactful as far as, well... I mean, obviously, LeBron goes and makes any team, most teams better. Very, very much better. But I think that LeBron can also change a whole team's dynamic, you know, like, not for the better, for the worse. No, I, I agree with that. I think Paul George can do, just change a little bit because he's good at a lot of things. I think that he can be more of a role player on a team. He could fit in better, yeah. Yeah, so I think that his will be just as impactful. I won't say more impactful, but just as impactful. Because he can go on a team that's almost there and make them... 
there, opposed to LeBron can go on a team that's not there at all and make them there, or go on a team that's already there and then just make them choke. <laughs> so. Right. Um. All right. So. I think that's it for basketball. Whoa, I, I wanted to cover something real quick. Uh, did you catch? Did you catch Big Three open opening opening night? Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch it, but I saw highlights. What'd you think? Uh, I don't know. I I like the names they have in there this year. Yeah, they're. I think they're they're moving in the right direction, man. They are. I really like what they're doing. They're subtle. They're making subtle differences. Um, yeah, man. I think that league is headed for great things. Define great. Uh, I mean, just like a lot of like a good fan base. Oh yeah, yeah. A solid because they put themselves at the perfect time. I mean, it'd be if the World Cup wasn't going on, this would be like the dead zone of like sports time. So they're gonna they could fill up that that block, you know. Yeah. Effectively, and I I think they're interesting, man. I like the the guys are all old school, so you know, talking a lot of shit and it's competitive. Nate is a great touch to the league. <laughs> He's necessary for the league. So, so oh man, I think he'll he he's just gonna. <laughs> He's, he's single-handedly going to boost the ratings for a couple games. Yeah, he is. Yeah, He's not going to get... It's, you know... It, they play his game, too, because he doesn't have to play too much defense. You know? He doesn't have to play up-and-down defense. Only as the guard you have. Yeah. You know? And he has plenty of space to work with. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, his, his highlight was the funniest. Taking the mask... <laughs> Him and bum ass Rashad McCants. Yeah, man, I used to like Rashad McCants too. Yo, shout out to Coutinho Mobley, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting he's getting buckets. He looks like the oldest guy out there. He he has to be close. Very very close. Him and uh, him and Mahmoud Raouf. Yeah. They both look like they're too old to even play there. Yeah. Um, and he gets buckets too. Yeah, they, they do work. He hit the game winner. Yeah. Shout out Ricky Davis. Oh, yeah. He's cooking. Because he was trash in the league. <laughs> you know, did you know Ricky Davis was quoted when LeBron came to Cleveland? Mm-hmm. He was quoted and saying, like, Oh, I thought we were just drafting a guy to help me get my 30. <laughs> That's not a direct quote. It's not a direct quote, but it was something along those lines. <laughs> Ricky Davis missed more dunks than any NBA player I've ever seen in history. <laughs> oh, this guy thought LeBron came in there to pass him the ball. <laughs> That's wild. What a legend. One more shout out. Well, two shout-outs to uh, Baron Davis, first of all, for being ready. Yeah. Being ready, coming off the uh, players only, coming in and getting buckets. And a quick shout-out to Jason Maxiel. I had no idea. <laughs> he's, 
still play. <laughs> same thing with uh, on in the same boat. Jason Maxiel is uh, Reggie Evans. Yes, Reggie has to be one of the younger guys, though. That's so. true, but at the same time, he had a huge impact. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he got. What <laughs> I feel like he got his career high. <laughs> he was cooking, bro. Boozer stay getting lit the fuck up. Boozer literally comes into another basketball league. What was he known for in the NBA? He couldn't play defense. What couldn't he do in the Big Three League? Play any defense. Get exposed right away. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I just wanted to give it a quick shout out because I I just like what what they're doing. Yeah, I like it too. I like it. I do. I do think it's gonna get better and better. I do think guys are gonna make make it to the NBA from the big three event. I think that that would be cool. And I think the other thing that I think that maybe one one like major name, if they pick up like a Hall of Fame, like a guy who was just you know crazy in the league, like how crazy? Best case scenario, they get Kobe to play. Yeah. This is like absolute best case. Yeah, yeah, I get I get what you're saying though. Or like as as um maybe maybe like uh if they start scooping up more more guys that are just getting out of the league. Like Dirk Like a Dirk or a Vince Carter. Yeah. Guys like that, man. I would, I think that'll just just keep boosting the popularity. Yeah. They might get Vince. Dirk probably won't play cuz he's not from here. But Vince yeah, Vince might come in there, give him a couple buckets, get some dunks. Did you see Josh Childress get fucking pinned by Birdman? <laughs> no, I didn't know Birdman was still blocking shots. <laughs> That's exactly what the, the video I saw said. Like, oh, Birdman doing the same as usual. Shout out to Birdman. Birdman was wrongly accused of some pretty heinous stuff and overcame it to be a really good player <laughs> he was nice man he was a solid solid uh energy guy definitely yeah great shot block one of the one of the best shot blockers of uh that isn't a star you know yeah i think and i also think his his shot blocking impacted the game like a lot in a good in a really good way yeah he was a clutch shot blocker yeah very clutch yeah um yes yeah. So, anything else with basketball? That's it for basketball. Alright. Um, okay. So, we're going to transition now to... Uh, new music. Yeah, new music, new music, new music. Um, Where do you want to start? Uh, let's go to Freddie Gibbs. Because he's... I think that will be quick. Quick for me. Freddie Gibbs? Yeah, man, I... A couple of these are just a quick, like, I don't have that much to say about them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, they're not, like, classics where they're going to stick with me. But at the same time, as I was listening to it, I wasn't, like, like, you know, I was enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm familiar with Freddie Gibbs, who he is, but I'm not well-versed on his music. And I also... You know, I didn't turn, I didn't stop it. I was like, okay, yeah. 
Yeah, every every song I enjoyed except the interlude. I agree. Yeah. The interlude was was pretty bad, as a matter of fact. Yeah. But there was one I can't remember. It was early on, maybe Triple Threat. That I was like, "Wow, this is this is fire." Triple Threat was tough. That was my that was my favorite in my first listen for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he just he fits that like. I have the same when I was listening to his Freddy project. I got the same vibe that I got from uh, T Grizzly's Activated. Okay. Now T Grizzly had a little more, a little more variety, a little more like features or whatever. But it's that yeah. same like high energy, deep voice. I don't know, man. It's just it sounds good. Yeah, I got you. Um. Yeah, I have the same feelings. If you if you're a Freddie Gibbs fan, I can't imagine, you know, you being upset with it. Be, it be honest, good. to be honest with me, if if you're a hip hop fan, and you maybe maybe there's nothing that caught your eye this week or this up past week, this would be a perfect album to just like a, just like something to listen to, something new. Yeah. Let the beats ride. Yeah, it'll 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 bump in the car for a good like week or two. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Great beats on there. What else? What's next? Uh, real quick, real quick, I want to touch uh, Jack Weiss. Oh yeah. I just wanted to confirm that the your your uh, your opinions on the album. I think it's very good. Yes. I enjoyed it. The Trey songs uh, song really is for the bedroom. <laughs> Is that tested? <laughs> it's not tested, but just from the shit they were saying. Yeah, definitely. It I was just, dude. I was, sit- I had it playing, and I was like, like, if I was giving my mom a ride or something, like, <laughs> I would turn this off very quickly. Right. It definitely is one of those you cannot listen with your parents there. Yeah. Most of the album is like that, but that one specifically. But um, that one stood out in that way. But other than that, I, I liked. I mean, there there were songs I didn't like. I didn't really like um, four two seven five because the bird Birdman kept fucking interrupting. <laughs> I agree. Um, there's there's a couple other songs that I just kind of, I think Lon- London I wasn't a huge fan of. Yeah, I, I wasn't either. I, but I I've seen a couple girls been on London. You know, I, you know, we see you guys on Instagram. The- <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> You know, lip syncers, the little twerkers, whatever you guys do. That that was definitely this was the soundtrack of those those girls this past. Yeah, man. But this album's good. If you're an R&B fan, like Tyler said, check it out. Yeah. Now, Tory Lanes. <laughs> what did he do to you now? <laughs> no, I I like. I just want to say I like this project. Oh, okay. But the interesting thing is, everybody around me is not liking it. Wait, wait, wait. You you said Tory Lanez? Did I? I meant A Boogie. A Boogie, that's what I was going to say. A Boogie, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I probably did. I'll probably go back and look at the audio. I probably did say Tory Lanez. I don't know why. It's because I'm looking at him because he's featured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, A Boogie, man. I'm I'm a fan. I I like this project. At the very least, what this project did, 
is it got me excited for where he goes next. Right, I gotcha. Because this, because this completely like he changed. Uh, it's it's a switch up from him, you know. Yeah, and you know, I think it gave it gave. Um, I think he's gonna become one of those people that is on like everything. Obviously not to the level of Chris Brown, but I think that he's going to be one of those guys that you're going to hear a lot of people working with all of a sudden, you know? I think this is like a display of his chemistry, the way he can work with others, you know? his. Um, yeah, I, I think he, he has good good chemistry with everybody. Yeah, his compatibility, I should say. Like, I didn't enjoy it. Not every song stood out, but... I never thought, man, like, this mix is off. Right, yeah. I, and I didn't know some of the artists. I didn't know a majority of the artists. I know Cap G. I'm a Cap G fan. Um, if you guys don't know Cap G, go pick up his album. Uh, Super Hefe came out last year. Uh, Nav, I'm not a Nav fan, but I did like Pull Up. I like that. I really liked at the end when his uh, when a boogie's like voice kind of dropped. Yeah, 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 yeah. That part was so vicious. Um, Ray, I had her EP. I I loved her EP. I mean, I was replaying her EP for a while this year. It's like a um, Caribbean kind of thing. I think she's from London though. Um, That's what it was called this year. No, 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 no. Um, I don't remember what it's called right the second, but it came out this year, I was, I was saying. And I, I was, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed it. So I was looking forward to the check, the remix or whatever. Um, and it was good. I mean, he did, he just did a great job. I don't, I really don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, I mean. He came, he came with it for sure. Side Tape is uh, Ray's EP. Side Tape? Yeah, side. Got you. Came out. Uh, I guess though, it was there any. What's your favorite song? Um, shout out to Tory Lanez for uh, "Best Friend" is very good too. Um, I think "Pull Up" might be my. Yeah. "Pull Up" might be my favorite song, and crazy thing is, Nav is like my least favorite artist on there. I like Jesse Reyes too. I didn't really like him and Jesse Reyes that much, but. It's not a. I like the song still. It's still a good song. Yeah, na- the Nav song is my favorite also. Yeah, it's my favorite. Again, I was I was surprised. Nav was the one I was I was coming up on it, and I was like, this probably because at that point I had liked all the first five songs. Yeah. So I got to the Nav. I was like, this is the dud. This is like the filler track that I'm not gonna fuck with. Nav either does a great job or actually like. You know, throws the song in the trash. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's on either side of the spectrum. I can, I can see that. I've never heard an all right song by Nav. It's either nice or trash. Uh, but yeah, that. So if you guys haven't heard it, a boogie's international artist. It's a it's an EP, right, or an album? It's an EP. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, if you haven't heard it, you know check it out stream it whatever you want to do um 
we both say pull up is our favorite. If you guys have a different favorite, you know, hit us up, tell us. For sure. And I, I just I want I want if anything, hit us up over the overall opinion of the project because I'm curious to see what people because this is a different this is a very weird transition from the bigger artist to this. Yeah, yeah. This week was kind of the last two weeks was kind of a definitely a low end. I, I think they're we were supposed to ride out on Jay-Z and Beyonce and Kanye and Nas and, you know, all of them. I think we were supposed to be riding it, but it's only eight songs. There's seven, nine songs on all those tapes, so, you know, got to move on. And we, we had a good, strong week or two, week and a half of different artists. We did. Yeah. Strong. Um, for you guys who are Gorillaz fans... Uh, Gorillaz dropped an album. You listened to it? I did listen to it, yeah. Wow, dude. I give you props. You're... I like the Gorillaz. I, well, I, I... Let me tell you that. I like some Gorillaz songs. Okay, like, yeah. I'm not a Gorillaz I'm, I'm fan. in the same boat. Yeah, I'm not a Gorillaz fan, but Gorillaz has some good songs, so I checked it out. It had a couple good songs. The Snoop Dogg, uh, feature was definitely a curveball, but it was nice. Wow. I did not know that. It was nice. Snoop comes correct. Um, we're gonna. I think we're gonna get back in Snoop later on, but uh, it was good. I, if you like the Gorillas, it's good. It was a little bit uh, electronic compared to, I guess, some of their other stuff. Well, that's an interesting thing for me. But my my problem with them is a lot of times their albums are too long. Yeah. And they they just don't keep my attention like I wanted to. Right, I gotcha. Yeah, and th- and the thing is, a lot of their albums have like a theme when it comes to the instrumentation. Like they kind of have the all. It's like they use the same setting on the keyboard and the same notes, maybe like just in different order or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They do that often, but um, you know, it's it's pretty good. Um, I wouldn't recommend it, but if you're a Gorillaz fan, you know, you probably. I guess you like. I got you. There's a ton of other stuff. Uh, what else? What do you want to cover? There's one. Uh, let's talk about the one I heard. Uh, Everything is love. <laughs> All right. What do you have to say about it? It's, is everything love? You know what? It's not. Everything is not love. It's not. Okay. This this album was not good. Okay, and I, I'm I'm in the minority here because all I heard was eh, it's okay, eh, it's disappointing, but it's not bad. No, it's it's bad. <laughs> this is the this is the problem again with listeners, uh, us fans, and I think we think Beyonce is so cool. Um. Beyonce is the primary reason this shit sucks. I know. We think Beyonce is so cool that we just let her say whatever she wants. And we think, oh yeah, she's talking. You know, she's talking that. You know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I think she falls in that mold of the name will sell itself. So maybe we don't have to put forth, you know, the effort needed. Yeah, but they... But... but this is what Jay-Z is best at, is the braggadocious, 
you know, y'all can't be like me because I'm me. I got more money, blah, 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 blah. And when Beyonce does it, it sounds, for some people, it sounds cool because, yeah, she's, you know, a queen. She's this, she's that, she's royalty, you know. They get in that thing, so it sells. It sells because people do like it. I don't like it, but people like it. Yeah, man, I just... What about Jay-Z's verses on there? Do you I, like I did. For the most... There was a couple... There, I mean, I really liked Ape Shit. Mm-hmm. And, um... Bo- Boss was good from him. Mm-hmm. These are, like, his standouts. And, um... I'm gonna say... Eh, 713... Yeah, that's probably it. Now, my favorite song is Friends. Okay. And Friends was the only song where I felt chemistry between them. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. Outside of that, I was like, dude, like, yeah, you're, it's like a duo album, but it doesn't sound like it at all. It's, Beyonce doesn't, doesn't seem like she's in her comfort zone. And then Jay-Z comes in there and it just seems stiff and awkward. Like, it's, it's not a natural combination. Right. And that's why, that's, that to me made, none, none of these songs, besides Friends, really sounded good. Yeah, I, I, Friends is by far my favorite as well. But, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say about it. I, I knew people would give it, would like it anyway, but... It is what it is. Yeah, I, I just think it's bad, man. It's yeah, man. Shout out to J Rock for if if J Rock hadn't dropped the fire project, I'd be in a terrible mood at this point. Because because of all these fucking you know big time names dropping shitty projects. Right. I mean, I mean Freddie Gibbs. Puts out a fucking better mixtape out of his asshole than you, you know, than everything is love. Where you put time and you got the super teams. Like I know Beyonce and Jay Z both have like the most vicious behind the scenes people. Yeah. And Freddie Gibbs, who probably has like three people in the whole studio working, puts out a better album than you. Really? All right. Let me ask you this real quick. What about um, the shots uh, Jay Z sent at supposedly Drake? How do you feel, you know, on Boss? It added a little more flavor. I like that verse. That's why I probably was. The man than to work with me. Yeah, I was drawn to it. But I don't know, man. I think everybody's going for that. Like, I came at Drake clout. I think so too. I think Drake is kind of becoming the punching bag for a lot of these guys. And what's crazy is Scorpio gonna blow all that the fuck up. <laughs> I know Drake will still he'll still shatter every uh, <laughs> streaming record. <laughs> right. Most won't have fun right now. <laughs> when Drake's ready. Yeah, it, but it's like it's well deserved. I don't think you know. It's not like he's taking advantage of a loophole, and to an extent, it is a loophole. And albums like Everything Is Love are taking advantage of it. Yeah, and Drake's gonna drop a 
a double album they said now but the, the the reason why it's not a problem for drake is because he gives us quality music every time every time that's the difference man if if these people dropped you know not not every drake's uh album is flawless but albums that i could take something away from yeah yeah there's nothing there's no album of drake's no project of drake's that i say you know i don't want to listen to anything off of that right drake is just that dude he he's consistent that's all i mean that's in the the day that's all it is to it just yeah man and it's funny like i i saw a criticism like somebody was criticizing j-rock's album because they were saying oh he had to have gotten a lot of help because his last album was so garbage and I was like, dude, how fucked up is that? That's crazy. Like, you can't believe you can't believe in people, you know, getting better. Right. It, but then you know, then they have excuses for the Jay Zs who release. Yeah, and then and then legends release average shit, and the legend name peddles it to be good. When it's not, and then and then we look like haters. Nas's album will definitely outsell J Rock's album. I mean, just because it's Nas. Right. Yeah. Looks yeah. fucking so, whack. <laughs> that's everything is love, people. Um, everything is love. You got any other? If ones? you're if you're a Jay Z fan, uh, check it out because there's there's some verses in there that you'll take away. Yeah, for sure. If you haven't already. Right. You know, I, I had to, had this discussion with another New Yorker today. Um, Jay-Z is, has probably the best career as far as longevity out of any other rapper, probably ever. Um, but I think that Jay-Z being from New York is his biggest asset. Because we New Yorkers have unconditional praise that no matter what you do, we'll always love you and we'll always say you're better than somebody, whether it's true or not. Dave East? Dave East just, he hasn't hit one yet. I think think the other guys, like the Jay-Z has to stop before Dave East will get the praise. Because if Jay-Z, let's say... Hypothetically, if Davey's album and Jay Z's album came out the same day, no one would listen to Jay to Dave East's album that day. No, I, I'm with you. It, and it's not because he's not better, but he's just not there. And and the thing is, we, if we're on your, if you're on our bad side as New Yorkers, <laughs> you're in trouble because we'll get no help. For no sure. Help, no praise. No nothing. No publicity, but Jay Z, he had that one. You gotta start. It's like a first impression thing. Once you start off good, we're with you to the end. We're ride, ride or die with Jay Z right now. Um, but anyway, yeah, everything is love. Everything is not that loving. Um, <laughs> Jay Z. Not at all, man. I was really let down by this project. Yeah. It, Hype, hype! They, you know, they filmed the video in one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life. Um, they, you know, 
they got the dude getting his hair braided on the cover of the right. <laughs> it, it's just a lot of art they tr- put into it. But when you listen to it, it doesn't sound elegant at all. It just sounds kind of messy. But again, if you like those guys, you like it. You know, it's cool. It's cool that they're doing it, but it's the status. I wouldn't be surprised if you like those guys and you don't like it. Right. I tell you what, though. Hypothetical. If if Rihanna ever decided to just let Drake have it, let Drake, you know, wife her, if they release a project, it would murder everything as well. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Every song Drake and Rihanna have made has been like a number one mega hit. Every single one. What's my name? Yeah, it's Fine. just like I mean, I, it, I there's nothing I could say because of how easy it. That would be so easy for Drake and Rihanna to do. Right, work, fire. Yeah, yeah, it just fire. won't be any effort. Yeah, it would, it would be too easy. They, they would shut it down. It, it probably would never be another couple's out. <laughs> I would dude. <laughs> the bar is that high and I'm with you. Yeah, they'd be like, why? Drake and Rihanna already did that. It's over. Yep. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh any more you got before I cover Tiana Taylor? Uh no, that's that's pretty much it. Okay. Tiana. Tiana, Tiana, Tiana. Great job. That's all I can say to you. It's great. Okay, I, I heard I heard a couple good things. Thank you, Tiana, for this. Thank you. She, it, and you have to like her style because I was talking to a young lady about it, and you know she said, you know I don't like her vocals on all the songs. You know she has a little rasp to her voice and all that, but that's the thing. That's that's who she is. I think a lot of people who aren't familiar with her. Are expecting her to come out with this Beyonce or Rihanna album? That's you know, she she does she does what she does. So for what she does, this is the best good music album so far this year. I I think it's that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. That was that was gonna be what I came around to, but you covered it. It's it's great. Three way, Ty Dolla Sign snuck in there. Great, thank you, Ty, for sitting <laughs> there at the end. Uh, and he, on well, on my copy, he wasn't listed as a feature. Yeah, I'm looking at iTunes. He's not on here. Okay, I'm just, <laughs> you know, you know how I am. I don't always have the iTunes one, but <laughs> great. He snuck in at the end. It was perfect. I did not, however, like the transition from "Never Would Have Made It," which is a, you know. Uh, is a um not a cover but a uh she can she uses the gospel hit never would have made it right but then she transitions to the last song which is work that pussy so (laughs) (laughs) i i didn't like using the gospel song right before using that song but hey, that's how you did it, Tiana. Do your thing, girl. You got okay, it. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's what's. I mean, sequencing is important. The only thing is that it's at the end of the album, so I, I tend to give it a little more of a pass. Yeah, the outro is you know serves as an outro in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's whatever. Um, 
but I, I I liked it a lot. Um, my favorite are issues slash hold on, and never would have made it. And I've heard from a lot of girls, Rose in Harlem is a popular one because she kind of talks a little bit of trash on there. She does a little bit of rapping on it. Um, it's nice. Uh, yeah, it's good. Eight songs. I'm not a fan of, you know, work that P, but <laughs> every other song I like a lot. No Manners was cool. It's a nice little um, intro. Three Way was interesting. And um, Shumper, if you're out there, you know, you got your girl to write a song about y'all having a three way, you got skills. If that was you, Shumper, you know. Shout out to that chumper. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if that's someone else, dang chumper, that should have been you. Anyway, um, yeah, it's great. It's a great album. Best best good music album of the year. I mean, everybody at this chumper, point, everybody in big good music has dropped except like Big Sean. Yeah, because Big Sean's not gonna do whatever Kanye says. Because Big Sean doesn't. I don't think Big Sean needs Kanye. No, at this point, I think he's. He could drop and be fine on his own. Yeah, you know, Big Sean says, you're not going to pressure me to put out an album. Eight song album, come on now. <laughs> uh, you know, Sci <laughs> High, on the other hand, he's down with it. Shout out to my cousin, Sci High the Prince. If you guys haven't heard of him, he's out there. Very talented. Yeah, um, apparently news is that he's getting the next seven to nine song album um you know shout out hope he does uh but yeah uh if you guys aren't familiar with tiana taylor a lot of people probably aren't yeah a lot of you aren't get familiar she's r&b she's soul get familiar she's she's different it's a Good out, like I said, good KTSE, I don't know what that stands for, but that's it. That's all I got to say about Tiana. Um, it's Sunday today. You guys probably won't be listening to this on Sunday, but no, yeah, it'll it'll be a few days. Yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not, I'm not closing the podcast out, but I'm saying we'll be back, but. I think we're both anticipating Scorpion, or, you know, are we anticipating Drake bringing it? Yeah. <laughs> and how hard is he bringing it? I think this is, this is one of the first times in a while where there's been, like, negative attention on Drake. Negative? What do you mean? And, you know, like you said, he's been a punching bag uh, with the whole push a teeth thing, throwing out his kid or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think if Drake could kind of channel that into some vicious lines and like a couple of just like fire hooks, Mm -hmm. I think like usual, he'll take the year. (laughs) It's Uh, it's OVO season without the rest of the OVO people. Right. I think we'll probably prop something tomorrow. Something small and a little single just to get people's mouths watering because it seems like he normally does that within the first couple weeks 
within a week or two of the album, they'll drop a little single, a little okay. bit. So I, I'm expecting that. Wednesday we'll get more into Drake, though. Um, well, not Wednesday, but our next podcast that you guys right. uh, will get more into Drake. Um, is there any other major upcoming heat that you're ready for? The that I like know is coming soon. That's the thing. Like I don't know what's like. There's things that are like Ariana Grande is gonna be the person I I listen to her album immediately. Right. But that's what in August. So we got a while for that. Ooh. Um. <laughs> Iggy Azalea. <laughs> Two weeks. She's back. If you guys missed her, if you didn't, she's still back. Um, <laughs> I don't know why she's back, but good for her. She will be back. Um, and apparently Bryson Tiller said he's releasing something this summer. Uh, I don't know. Um, am, I, am I looking for Trap Soul 2 or am I looking for album... Two with no name because it was so bad I can't even remember remember its name. I can't remember it either. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to look for. I hope. I hope he keeps it nice and short. Nice and short. I need ten songs again. Ten songs. If it's more than fifteen songs, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Unless, you know, until I listen to it and it turns out to be good, in which case, I'll admit it, I was wrong. The name of the second album. The new one coming out is called Serenity, apparently. I don't know if that's rumored or that's a fact. Um, Okay, I like like the name. It's a good name. How good can Bryson tell it be? True to Self was the second album. Yeah. How good? How good can he be? We covered this with like with Tory Lanez. That was that podcast wasn't aired. Though. I know it was off air, but we'll come back to Tory one day. My my issue with I, I just don't like I don't like when you go backwards. Like I said, I hate to keep coming back to J Rock, but it's like it's he set a good precedent. His albums have got... It went... Bad, subpar, great. Right. So at first, you know, his first two projects, it was like, yeah, maybe he's... You know, he's getting better, but like... Maybe he sucks. And then the third one, he hits you with like, boom, I took my fucking time, I dropped this, I'm here. What scares me is that Bryson went... Perfection... To garbage. And the other thing that scares me is that he didn't, he hasn't released anything else. Like, you know, let a single out, test the waters. Right. They have to come out. The problem is, a lot of guys, they come out with albums and aren't ready. And the times have changed. You know, they come out with an album when we're past that sound. And they thought that we were on that sound, so they come out and it sounds like a dated album. 
and then you know when they should have just you know threw something out and said okay well you guys like that well every everything on my albums like that or threw it out and said oh you know that, no one's feeling that okay well now i gotta go into my next album with a different direction i haven't heard bryson you know wild thoughts is not it you know that's not that's not you that's right made wild thoughts it you know bryson hasn't he's been mia that's that's a problem i think for sure i'm afraid he peaked early that first album was amazing lightning in a bottle yeah it was uh so bryson we're rooting for you you just gotta uh you just gotta bring it man bring it that's it i, I don't know what else to say I, I like bryson i think he could be the guy for a while Everyone was trying to sound like Bryson. He, Bryson created that trap soul sound. He created the genre and was running it. And then I don't know what he did with the second album. It didn't sound like trap soul anymore, right? No, I don't remember it, sounded, it sounding that way. It sounded like he was trying to go into R&B and not just be the trap soul that he was, you know. And um, I don't know. And it was also very long, like you said. Uh, yeah, with the, the it's dangerous to drop a long album because you can't. It's hard to keep some a listener's attention like for that long. Right, and you kind of with that one, you had to like look for a needle in a haystack when it came to like good songs, you know. And he did a lot of the. Um, I don't know. You know. I mean, nineteen songs, not a single feature. That was a big. That was a big thing too. You can't have some. You can't be the only voice on nineteen songs. Right. You know, no, you don't want to hear an audio book. You want to hear an album. <laughs> right. You know, and, and if you're the only voice on eight songs, that's that's good. You know, that's pretty good. And have some different producers on the beats. You know, he has like a combination of like three producers on the whole album that's not gonna cut it you know no i'm with you i I, i'm i'm very excited to see i'm some nervous but excited yeah about his his third album at the end of this year we will say this is a historic year for music i believe because so many artists dropped and a lot of news has happened obviously Rest in peace, Triple X, Tentacion, right? Yeah. Um, Meek is out, free, for now. Um, you know, Tay K, whatever. You know, is and this is a year where guys are just breaking in. Pump and Uzi and all these guys are breaking into this new, into the rap game, like it's, you know, like prison break. They're just running into. <laughs> You know, it's like a flood into the, you know... Yeah, the market's getting oversaturated. It is. It's just so many guys now. Yeah. And, you know, it's different. I think this is... I'm not saying it'll be historic for good reasons, but it'll definitely be historic. I think the streaming streaming measurements have to change. I don't know how they're going to change, but I do think they will change. Um, You know, it's a lot of stuff going on this year, man. It's a big year. Big year. Um... Yeah. Oh, this is breaking news. 
Fetty Wap released an album last week. Wow. I did have the displeasure of listening to it. What's it called? Uh, Bruce Wayne. Oh, I saw that shit. I didn't listen to it, but I saw it. Yeah, Bruce Wayne. Uh, for those who like Fetty Wap, do not listen to it. That <laughs> bad? Yeah, it's it's really bad. It, it almost... It made me sad. It really did. Because I remember all the hype. You know, I remember my roommate that remained nameless say, oh man, Fetty Wap's the future, man. He's gonna be the new T-Pain. He's gonna be this. I was like, uh... It, I don't know, man. You know, he got a hot start, whatever. Then, you know, he got all this quick fame. He got in an accident. You know, it was a big deal. He had the baby mama, whatever. He had drama. He, he's had so much hip-hop uh, publicity so early in his career. And then, just crash down. Crash and crash down. He probably has one of the most hot years I ever remember in hip hop. That, uh, what was it? Fetty Wap Deluxe Edition? Yes, the 2015. Yeah. Yeah, man. 2015 was the year of Fetty Wap. No one else can claim that year except Fetty Wap for some reason. And, and I, it's not that I thought Fetty Wap was the best that year, but Fetty Wap had hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. And, you know, that album came out. It was just a great album, great debut album. You know, two Grammy nominations. But then, after that, he just disappeared. And you know, he started releasing these mixtapes with French Montana, who's like just the <laughs> opposite. Coke Zoo. I remember that. That shit sucked. <laughs> First of all, anything named Coke. <laughs> It's not what I want to hear. <laughs> oh, French Montana? Dude, don't disrespect French. Come on now. No, no, no. I'm not disrespecting French. I'm saying French Montana and Fetty are like two totally different ends of the spectrum when it comes to like artists. I, I can give you that. No. Yeah, it's, it's not even a like Drake and Future thing. It's like a... It's... I, don't, I can't even think of two more difficult different artists in rap to say <laughs> so it's like it just wasn't it he just made some bad choices musically maybe his management I think the other problem he did was try to hold on to his friends a lot you know I, I'm not saying that he shouldn't be friends with people but I've seen this happen with a lot of other even more legendary artists who try to bring their friends along and they end up dragging them instead of, you know, walking hand yeah. hand in hand into the promised land with them. Um, I think Ice Cube has had that situation. He tried to have that little group, what was it, West Side Connection or whatever, way back. And um, they just didn't make it, so Ice Cube had to go do his own thing. And then Ice Cube got so much more successful after. Fetty forced Monty onto a lot of these songs 
said he wasn't doing anything with Mon- without Monty. You know, took Drake off the my way for the album. You know, he, he, he did a lot of stuff out of his pride and not out of his mind. Or what my music executives would have told him. Yeah, my, my thing is, man, he just... I don't... We can't know exactly. That obviously, we're just, like, guessing what his career trajectory turned out like. Yeah. But, yeah, man, it's just disappointing to see that... The... This... This potential for greatness, like... I don't know if it was whoever was around him, or if it was him, but it was there. That combination, whoever it was, yeah. was there, and it, I guess they just couldn't capture it. Yeah. And 300 has a very large artist sheet of failures. They have some very good artists, but also a lot of failures. And uh, I hate to call Fetty Wap a failure. He's not done. Nobody's done yet, but... I'll say it. He's a failure. <laughs> let me just... Real quick. Let me list a couple of 300 artists. Just a few. Fetty Wap, Hopson, Cheat Codes, Young Thug, Tate Cobain, Maggie Lindemann, The Hana, Bailey Bryan, Shy Glizzy, Famous Dex, T Grizzly. Wow. Uh-huh. Meg Mack, Day Day, Coheed and Cambria. Um, Is that a band? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. My point is, there's a lot of no names. Yeah, Coheed and Cambria is a progressive rock band. Yeah, there's wow. a lot of no names, right? I mean, there's some guys who are up and coming, but oh, there's a couple guys on that list. Yeah, but it's not a lot of long-lasting people. Not a lot of uh, more than two album people on on the list I just named. You know? Yeah. Not a lot. And, and, I, and like I said, no one's, they're not done yet, but right this second, there's not a lot of uh, longevity in 300. So, but, but, like I said, they have time. But right now... I mean, I think T. Grizzly will stick around for a while. He will. I, I believe he will. Yeah. I think Dex has a chance. Famous Dex. I think nah, Day Day. Hmm. <laughs> I might be pushing my pushing the luck with that one. Right. Um. Well, who, who else? Who are a couple other big bigger guys? Oh, Hobson. <laughs> Hobson. <James> Hobson. <sighs> he's an interesting guy though, because he's always been like, you know, under the radar. Yeah, Hobson has been one of those cult classic rappers. Yeah. His fans say, you know, he's one of the best, but no one else says that. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's one of those guys that he had a couple good projects or good songs, and people just ride him because they say, you know, no one else knows about him. Right. He's one of those hidden treasures to people. Like I said, a cult classic. Yeah, that, that's a good way to explain it. But he doesn't doesn't bring he's like a mystery now I'm a I'm a I'm a casual fan of his yeah every time he has something I do look into it but I I don't always like it that's all 
That's fair. Uh, lastly, you have anything else on music? Um, no, not really. Last thing I wanted to cover was um, the artist versus rapper thing we talked about, right? The way classifying. Yes. And I, I'm just going to close the show with this because um, I feel like you know we can explain it. Right. Um, so we, here on the No Clue Podcast, we have a way of not necessarily categorizing but classifying rappers when we rank them and when we grade them we uh, prefer to separate an artist from a rapper not that they can't be both but that a lot of the times they are both yeah a lot of times they are but it's, it's two different elements when ranking that makes them two different lists at least for me an artist list, rap artist list, and a rapper list are not always the same. No, you know, definitely really not. Yeah, so how I would explain it, and Mike, I'll let you explain how, how you picture it too. I picture is that there's rappers like Pusha T, who is a great rapper, a great lyricist, but Pusha T does not make full composition of you know a masterpiece of a song you know Pusha T rarely has any um, detailed or complex hooks in his songs a lot of times just him saying something as the hook or you know sometimes it's a some like sample or something yeah or a sample and usually the beats are just one loop it's the same beat non-stop doesn't change at all most of the time and that's what he does best but he can rap great on that all day long his, his lyrics will sound amazing you know his flow will sound amazing his pop his bop everything whatever everything you guys use for rappers but he is a rapper it's not there's no artistry to his music well not to his music but it's not a like I said it's not a masterpiece he makes good songs and he raps very well. Now, this is an extreme, but since it's Pusha T, I will use Drake as my other example. Drake is an artist, a rap artist, because Drake rarely only raps in a song. And rarely is it just a one loop of a, of a beat. Usually 40 is on there, and d- does a little change up, a little piano riff at the end. Sometimes it's like a whole nother song at the end. The hooks yeah, it keeps it fresh, keeps it exciting. Keeps it exciting. Usually the hooks are complex. It's singing. It's a lot of extra lyrics. The beat maybe totally changed or like go totally out on the hook. And it's like, there. It's, it's different. And like I said, he's rarely just rapping in Drake's songs. He does it sometimes. That's not what he's best at. So Drake is what I would consider a rap artist. Because rap artists do a lot more than just rap and Pusha T is a rap is an artist that raps but Pusha T is not on the list Pusha T is on a high list in the rapper category he's not high on the list in the artist category right Drake is a is an artist dominant and list Drake is basically the standard for a good mix right and and 
for those who like to hate on Drake and say, you know, Drake doesn't always write his lyrics or Drake's not the best lyricist, okay, well, he's not in your rapper category. But nothing can take away from the fact that Drake is one of the best rap artists we have ever seen. For sure. Just his longevity, his consistency, his hits, his all that. That's rap artists. Usually, songs you hear on the radio are rap artist songs most of the time. You rarely hear a Pusha T song on the radio. You rarely hear, um, give me another name, Mike, of like a... Royce. Like a Royce to 5'9". Yeah, you rarely hear the a perfect rapper. example. He's like, he's probably the best like rapper I I listen to like in the modern day. Right. But his his ability as an artist is just not there for me, for my ears at least. Right. It's it's not there. Yeah, it's not there yet. If anything, all all of those slaughterhouse guys, rappers, fit that fit that like great rappers uh, skeptical on their ability as artists right Um, you have anything to add how how to break it down no I think the way I usually say it when I'm bringing it up is I just say um, great what do I say no I totally forgot Um, the rapping is there the bars are there, the lines are there, but it just doesn't have an impact on me because of the way the song is put together. That's a great way to put it. And 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 then that that's one of the cases that would you know explain like a yeah it was great rapping, but the artistry of putting a song together wasn't there. Right. In some songs, especially with Drake. And I don't know if anyone considers Post Malone a rapper, but he's another guy where you just can't call some of his songs rap songs. Right. They're just not rap songs. But they're not singing. They're just, it's just, he's a rap artist. That's what he does. Yeah. Like, um, like uh, I'm Upset is not really a rap song by Drake. It's like, it's not R&B. It's not anything else. So, if I if you never heard Drake before and I gave you that song, would you say, look, is this a rapper? Like, you wouldn't know. If I gave you a Post Malone song and you never heard of Post Malone before, you'd be like, what is this? You know, what kind of... you? It would be hard to say what genre these guys are. It would. And I wouldn't tell you they're rappers. I'd say, yeah, he's a rap artist. Because that's what he is. It's a, because... They're not the same thing as guys like Nas and guys like Pusha T and guys like Royce and guys like, you know, Joe Budden, guys like, you know, those, those kind of guys. It's just not the same. It, and they just, you know, it's just a big difference. It is. Yeah. So when I, I when people ask me who my top five rappers ever are, I clarify and say, well, my rap artist is not the same as my rappers. And there are some that are really good at both, like Drake, like Tupac, like. But the perfect example is that Drake will go. Drake is great, but he'll go into my rap artist for top five, but he probably won't go into my rapper top five. Exactly, right? Yep. And he he may be in some people's rapper, and that's that's your prerogative. But I, I I urge the listeners to 
try, give it a try at separating the two because it's just really not fair to say Nas and Post Malone are both the same in the same genre yeah. or anything. <laughs> or it's not it's not fair. You know, it's you know, you guys know. You guys are smart individuals who listen to us. Uh So I I would I would challenge those our listeners to separate the two when you guys talk about the artists of today. Um so now to close it out, we're going to do our top 5 of the day. Uh, well, do you have one, Mike? I honestly do not. All right, so since we talked about the artists and rappers, let's do our top five uh, artists today. Artists today. Today, yes. Okay, I like that. Give me a second to think about it. You want me to lead it off? Uh, it's up to you. Because yeah, you, yeah, you go I'll lead it off because I do have a list for this. Uh-huh. And my list uh, is probably a little mainstream, but it's because a lot of these guys are consistent. Um, and they just, yeah, they're around. You notice them. Um, at number five, I'm putting Post Malone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think, yeah, man, he's two for two with albums. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just makes great music. And you can't, you can't go wrong. He... And he makes his music is the 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 audience for it is huge because everybody can find like enjoyment in his songs. Yeah. Uh, number four is a, a little bit of a bias. I'm gonna go with T Grizzly. Okay. Uh, just because people sleep on him, man. His his two albums are really good. I think. I think this this album that just came out activated was. Slept on quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just if you're looking for that like that uh, talk your shit type of bars, and just a guy who get like gets you hyped, he's a good guy to check out. Yeah. Um, number three, I'm going weekend. Yes, good one. Now with weekend, it's it's. It's just, um, it's funny because I think he's moved in the wrong direction in terms of where he, he went Beauty Behind the Madness, then he went to Starboy, which was a little bit worse. Right. And then he went to the EP, My Dear Melancholy, I think it is. Yeah. Which is another slight step back. Yeah, when when Beauty Behind the Madness was like... Perfection. Legendary. Um, but the point is, is he's taken two small steps back, and he's still putting out like top tier projects. Yeah. Because while I was a little bit disappointed by his EP, um, it was way better than most of the other shit I listened to. Right. Um, number two, I'm going Travis Scott. Good one. Travis Scott, I think, yeah, man, he just, he's, um, I, I heard this somewhere, it's probably another podcast, but Travis Scott is like a seasoning. Yeah, he is. He's like a seasoning that makes everything better. 
yeah, he is. That is a really, really good way to put it. <laughs> because he Shout just, you. he's, you know, he's a terrible rapper if you're going to put him in that category. He's a rap artist. He is, <laughs> dude, he is definitely a rap artist. Yeah. Because, like you said, he really isn't a good rapper, but rap artist. There's something about the way he makes songs that's really fucking good. Yeah, great song maker, yeah. He finds these perfect... Like, it seems like he's on everybody's album lately. <laughs> and he he's done good for ev- on everybody's, like, project. Yeah. He's made his the song he's on a standout song almost every time. Yep. He did it in Stram. He did it for... Uh, who else did he do it for? What's the recent one? Um, Nav. He did it for Nav. He did it for... Uh, the R&B person I'm thinking of. Uh, him and SZA have a major hit. Oh, SZA, that's somebody I wouldn't expect him to work with. Yeah, song comes on radio every day. Yeah, man, I, I think he's good. I like what he's doing. Alright. And number one, and number one is Drake. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy. I mean, there's just nothing else to discuss, Drake. He's yeah. the best there is. Uh, Kendrick, you're great, but sorry, I'm a, I'm a Drake guy. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, I think that real quick with the artist, rap artist, and rapper um, separation, you really can better analyze your own taste too, because you you think, well, do I really like rappers or do I like rap artists? You know? Yeah. You may not like both. Some people just don't, and don't really get that it's not the same. So, yeah, that's a good. That's a good five. Mine, mine is similar. Um, <laughs> number one. Oh, well, yeah, I'll go five to one. Number five. Um, I'm gonna go with Anders, and he and he is he's under the radar. He's up and coming, but he has, I think, three projects. And um, some singles, and I for some reason I just I like everything, I like it all. And um, if you guys haven't heard of him, Six Six Nine is his uh, is his first project, and then Twos is his second. I talked about it on the last podcast, but I'm not going to talk about it too long on this because you know we're almost done. Um, but yeah, Anders is my fifth. He has a different kind of sound. He's just just a different. He's just different. That's all. Um, Four is uh, Ty Dolla Sign. He's my fourth favorite. Wow, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Ty Dolla Sign fan. Um, he's he's to a lesser extent, in my opinion. Um, he's got a similar effect that um, Travis Scott does. He definitely does, and that is a perfect segue to my third who is Travis Scott yeah <laughs> um and yeah to, um a little rewind to Ty Dolla Sign I went to his concert about a month ago and man this dude came out and played the electric guitar played a little bit of the drums his voice sounds just like it does on the album I know he uses a little bit of auto tune you know no shame in that but um 
He's he's a good performer too, which I was impressed by because I honestly did not think he was gonna be a good performer. Right. So um, shout out to Ty Dolla Sign. If you guys have a chance to see him in concert, I recommend it. It is it is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, third is Travis Scott, and Mike already talked about him. I I like Travis a lot. I think uh, for some reason he just cannot do wrong. Some. <laughs> He just can't do any wrong. He's he's been on a quite the hot streak. Yeah, and um, crazy thing is, I really wasn't in love with uh, what's the first one, Rodeo. Yeah. I I wasn't in love with it. I, I borderline didn't. I borderline hated it, honestly. Yeah, there, it was very hit or miss. Yeah, I was like, who is this guy? Like. And the thing is, I heard about him because I, I heard a lot of other people, uh, you know, hype him up. I was like, oh, it's just one of, another guy that everyone's hyping up. Like, this, this album's not good. But then the singles for Birds in the Trap came out. And then the album came out. And then there's like, I, I could listen to the album on shuffle and never turn it off. It's just good. It's just, all of it is Bird, good. Birds in the Trap is Sing McKnight is flawless. It's flawless. It is flawless. Every time I play it, I'm like, I can't believe there is not a single bad song here. It really isn't. And I don't even like a lot of the features, and they still do a great job because Travis is in it. Travis, like, knows how to use his features. He does. He definitely does. And shout out to Stara, who um, writes a lot of Travis's stuff. And, you know, if that's. I've, I've heard of her. Yeah, we, I've told you, we've talked about her. Yeah. If if you guys, you know, if that shocks any of you people, you know, a lot of people have Ghost Riders. And um, uh, I just want to give a shout out to Sara because she's a really, really good writer. And she's not the reason Travis is as good as he is because he's just good. But a lot of the songs you guys like by Travis, she contributed in. And she also contributes to how good he is he, in a way. A little bit. Now, obviously not everything, because he's great. He's just great. Um, then, second, I'm going to get killed, but I don't care. Tory Lanez is my second favorite artist right now. Um, I ain't going to kill you. I'm going to let our f- future listeners kill you for that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Tory, man. I, I, love, I love his featured verses. I love him. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll give you. I'll give you an example. I almost threw in uh, instead of T Grizzly. I almost threw in Young Dolph. So, you know, <laughs> I would. I would have got roasted for that one. So I'll. I'll throw that out there. <laughs> now you. You throw it out now. <laughs> yeah, you still. You might get roasted now, Young Dolph. I know some people who like Young Dolph though. But anyway, my number one is also Drake. I mean, Drake is it. E- easily. Yeah. I, I don't know what I would call Drake. I think Drake... I don't even know, man. He just breaks records over and over and over again. Deservingly. Yeah, whenever he wants to win, he just does. Like, it's... He just takes over whenever he wants. It's, it's kind of... I feel bad for rappers who try to compete with him. Because when he wants to shut it down, he can anytime. Like he could anytime. It's it's crazy. But um, 
yes, that's that's my five. Uh, again, it's the last time I'll promote him, but if you guys ever listen to Anders, go check him out. Um, he's don't go in with any expectations. Just uh, just give him a listen. His singles on Spotify. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, you got anything else, Mike? No, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So um, this concludes the No Clue podcast episode number two. Um, I'm Tyler. That's Mike. Uh, we'll give our um, Instagrams one more time for you guys uh we're gonna start promoting a little more so we get some more listeners um true my instagram huh true yeah my instagram is that poison ivy with no y and ivy it's t-h-a-t-p-o-i-s-o-n-i-v and mike's at layboss34 l-e-y-b-o-s-s-34 yeah, so uh, hit us up on there. Um, you know, let us know what you think of the podcast, what we, what we can do differently. Um, if you like who we recommend, if we're right about an album, if we're wrong, you know, let us know. We probably won't answer to the people who say we're wrong because we don't care. Uh, hey, man, we got no clue. At the end of the day, we got no clue like the next two people. So, yeah, um, so yeah uh, that's it. We'll see you guys next time. Yep. Check us out on YouTube. We're working on it, yeah. Yeah, we're working on the YouTube. And um, get us in iTunes, you know. All right, later, y'all. Bye.